Melinda slams the gates shut on Bill. George WMD Bush says he doesn't like when people lie to the public. And Benifer is back, baby. These stories and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. <laughs> Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Denny the Bull. I'm joined in the Office Now studio with the Adam who wouldn't give up his rib to Eve. No way. He's Mr. Adam Joseph. Hello, Denny. Welcome back to me. And she may not weigh a lot of pounds, but she is a heavyweight with the headlines. It's Red Pill Jen. What's going on, Denny? Glad to be here with you again. Same, same. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, CNN's ratings drop another point. Let's get them to zero (laughs) right where they belong. Now it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. Adam, who's the greatest of all the late night talk show hosts in history? Is it Letterman, Leno, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Arsenio, Seth Meyer, any of those comedy central guys like Jon Stewart, or is it all my all-time favorite, Johnny Carson? I mean, I'm, I'm down with your Johnny Carson pick, but there's something about when Jay Leno hosted The Tonight Show and he did that segment, the jaywalking. Mm, I love that that segment. That was yeah. one of my favorite segments. So, that was, And I think he picked up the torch very well with from, from Carson. Okay, so you say Leno, Jen. You know, I'm I'm gonna have to go. What? Who's the the kind of squirrely short guy? Not Jimmy Kimmel, but the other one, not, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, Jimmy Fallon. I like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he's cute. He's pocket sized. <laughs> you know. I'm he going is. with Carson. Now I know who the worst is. It's Stephen Colbert by, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. by a mile. That yeah. guy has never even made my lip turn towards a smile, <laughs> much less ever made me. You know laugh. who we forgot is is Joe Padula. Yes, and, and Joe Padula. Yeah. Now it's Mother's Day, and I just want to show everyone what I bought for my mom. I bought her a candle from Moth to the Flame, and so can you. It's a wonderful fragrance. I find very pleasing. Mm. The price was right. This particular candle cost $15 for me for, him. for my discount. But, you know, when Mom and I go shopping at the Piggly Wiggly back in the day, we'd swing by the candle aisle, and she and I would just sniff all the candles, and it wasn't creepy at all. <laughs> it was cheap entertainment, but I'll always remember it, and so will the manager. <laughs> But all those nice different flavors pleasing my senses. So this year I got her a candle from Moth to the Flame to say, Mom, happy Mother's Day. Aww. And in the words of Batman, light it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. All right, that's my best Batman imitation. It was better than my Bernie Sanders imitation. From yes, last it was. Year. That was I'd heavily say, I'd say yes, that was better. Than you still that. got Buffalo Bill down, yeah. Pat, though. Yeah. All right, before we get to headlines, there were some controversial statements last week that were made by my co-host Jen in which she said oh, yeah. that on her Mount Rushmore for Hollywood she would put Scientology poster boy Tom Cruise <laughs> up there as one of her four faces of all time great Hollywood actors she put Tom Cruise so this got a lot of backlash from our audience a lot of backlash yeah you want me to read the fan mail we received yes let's read it okay. it up sorry Larry so Larry from Clarksville <laughs> asks how can you not put Charlie Chaplin, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, or Robert De Niro on your Hollywood Mount Rushmore. Um, And we got a lot of other emails along the same lines. They included the names Denzel Washington, Harrison Ford, Al Pacino. We did do Al Pacino. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Sylvester Stallone. Guys, Larry, I'm sorry. It was, I was, I was stressing. It was like, who, who, Tom Cruise. And I would not put Tom Cruise on my Mount Rushmore. Obviously, this was an extremely controversial topic, suggesting that certain actors should be immortalized on a Mount Rushmore for Hollywood. So I think that in the future, we should stick to less controversial topics like race relations and politics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, So, Jen, let's reset and let's ask about another Mount Rushmore. Okay. 
And you can comment your comment in the comments and let us know. Who would be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA superstars? Now, I say LeBron. Oh, God. MJ, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Now, I wish I could put Dr. J or Shaq or Kobe or Kareem or Will or Bill Russell on there, but you only get four. That's the thing about Mount Rushmore. You only get four. Adam, what do you say? You, oh you an NBA I'm guy? Throwing, I'm, I haven't watched NBA in a while, but I'm throwing LeBron right out. I'm not putting him. I'm going to put Michael Jordan. I'm going to put uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to put um, Kobe Bryant, and I'm going to put Larry Bird. All right. All right. And Jen, do you know any anything about that? What he said. Okay, what he said. I figured you were a big NBA girl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so if you're on the chat, please let us know who should be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA All-Stars. Or you can go back to last week's, which was the Hollywood Rushmore. <laughs> Either way, comment your comment, and you will be entered for an exclusive chance to take me, Denny the Bull, to your favorite Japanese steakhouse and watch me eat. Mm. And let me tell you, it's like watching a lion eat a zebra carcass. <laughs> That's why they call me Denny the Bull, because of my Sounds insatiable like appetite. I'd pay a dollar to see that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, if you know, like and comment. Maybe you can do it Maybe for Maybe I can. I can. Yeah. Now it's time for headlines. News you can use with Red Pill Jen. Oh, my favorite part. <laughs> we got some sad news out of Seattle, though. Melinda Gates has officially filed for divorce from Microsoft founder and vaccine advocate Bill Gates. Melinda said in the petition that their marriage is, quote, irretrievably broken. And while the couple has decided to split their $130 billion in assets, she will not seek spousal support from her husband of 27 years. Instead, she will continue to run the Gates Foundation, which, it, which itself is worth $40 billion. And here I thought money bought happiness. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no word yet on what becomes of their primary residence, a 22,000 square foot loft. So Melinda <laughs> apparently stated that Bill has become micro and soft Oh, in his old age. Bill was always micro, but now he's soft. Too. Well, don't they have stock in Pfizer? You know, by the Maybe. way, irretrievably broken is code for Bill has a very floppy disk. Mm. <laughs> his hard yes. drive looks more like a mouse. Melinda shut the gates on him. He's got nanobytes. Yeah, you said, you said 22,000 square foot home? 22,000 square. Like I said, just a paltry little, yeah. little, right now, little shack. I think she's wishing it was about a 2.2 million square foot home. <laughs> Get that guy away. You know, they say sometimes the good Lord, he closes a door and opens a window. But in this case, Melinda slammed the door shut and opened windows. And yeah. look for a divorce lawyer. Can oh, you I see what you did there. Can you imagine being the divorce lawyer who gets a chunk of that settlement? I, that's... Thirty-three and a third percent. That that is a huge percentage of that yeah. divorce. Like that, that's like celebrity like status divorce. Like all you look at some of these celebrity like lawyers, and you're just like, yeah. I'm making bank on everything that I'm doing with this. So Seriously. like, if you're a lawyer in that case, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna type up my resume with my firm and work for this <laughs> yeah. guy the rest of my life. I wonder how much lawyer Wayne ever got in a divorce settlement. I don't think it has anything to do with forty billion dollars. Billion dollars? Mm. No, no. Yeah. So first we had Mackenzie Bezos. Mm -hmm. Divorce Jeff Bezos. Yeah. But he's still the richest man yeah. in America. That's her problem. <laughs> then bad, the, bad lawyer. <laughs> yeah. He, she didn't have a lawyer. She needs the Gates lawyer. Yeah. Now, the Queen of England recently became a widow. Okay. Yeah. God rest his soul. Prince, Bar yeah, mm -hmm. Prince Philip. Yeah. And then, did you say the Prince of Farquaad? <laughs> I, I thought you said Prince, Prince Farquaad from Shrek. I thought she was gonna... No, and, I said God rest his soul, Prince Philip. Now we have Melinda Gates divorcing Bill. So you realize, men out there, that these are, albeit older, these are three very wealthy women. They're worth about a half a trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind older women. Adam, who are you going after? Are you going after Mackenzie Bezos, the queen, 
or Melinda Gates? Hmm. That's a tough question, Denny. I do like royalty, so I might go for the queen. <laughs> You're still thinking about Jane Fonda. That's aren't true. You? I still am. Oh, I had to go rascal. back and look at photos of her and be like, mm, yeah. And you I know, hit that. I think the Harry Potter lady, you know, she's still. J.K. She's, Rowling. She's, yeah, Rowling, she's single. Yeah. She, so that's like a trillion dollars. I think there's yeah. a reason she's single. Yeah. I don't care what the reason is. Yeah. You know, love, money. I right? would love They're to jump on her Hogwarts Express. Well, you know, you know, speaking of single, you know who I think should be single? Do you guys remember Josh Duggar from uh, 19 Kids and Counting? Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, the 33-year-old former 19 Kids and Counting star was granted release on bail this week. Because Duggar, the father of soon-to-be seven children himself, was previously busted in 2015 after admitting to sexually molesting five minor girls when he was a teenager, including two of his younger sisters, Jessa and Jill. So wait a minute. You mean the kind, upstanding member of that really religious TV reality show family, the Duggars, with the 19 kids? Yeah. Now, what on earth was Josh going to jail for? Again, I... Well, originally back in fifteen, it was for it was uh well he was he was charged yeah with uh, with molesting multiple young girls, oh. two of which were members of his family. Okay, I got you. Um, so now um, he was then he was then found to be using Ashley Madison, and then when you fast forward to two thousand nineteen, um, Ashley Madison is the is the upscale. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet I, you do. I've heard, no, I've heard about it. I've heard about <laughs> it. I've read about it. <laughs> See, Adam Adam's got it. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, Fast forward to 2019, when Duggar's place of work was raided by Homeland Security agents who were investigating his alleged possession of child sexual material. According to Special Agent Gerald Faulkner, the materials discovered were, quote, the worst of the worst that I have ever had to examine. And Duggar will stand trial this July. So Josh here is what we call a monster. Yeah. He he belonged in the cell right next to Hannibal Lecter. In (laughs) fact, I think that was him in the movie next to Lecter. Um you know, hearing this case makes me harken back to days when people could be drawn and quartered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Remember the end of Braveheart when Mel was on the rack? Freedom! You know, and they mm-hmm. like cut off his head and it's like, that's what they were doing. They didn't show up, but that's what they were doing. Yeah. Um, Josh Duggar on the rack. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he should have gotten bailed out. I think he should have spent another 19 days and counting in jail. Um, but uh, no, what, 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 he does, what he did in any crime like that against a child, for me, in my eyes, that is the worst thing yeah. that you can do with your life. And someone like that does not deserve to be out in the streets. Well, this is his third, uh, third go-round, mm. obviously, with, with sexually related uh, incidents. So his parents, Jim Bob and Michelle. Love that name, Jim uh, Bob. Yeah, Jim Bob. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. But uh, the Duggar said in a statement that their quote that that prayer is that the truth will come to light and that all will re- be resolved in a timely manner. I I can't even read that that headline mm-hmm. without without stumbling because it's just that's that's really what you have to say. If if he had done that to my daughters, it would have been resolved very quickly. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. It'd been resolved With about ten. Seconds. Eighteen kids and counting. With a twelve um, gauge and a shovel. And I just want to say kudos to our fabulous justice system that allows this sick, disgusting pervert to walk the streets and keep pumping out kids every year yeah. um, while some dude sits in prison for smoking marijuana. You know, marijuana, lock him up. Uh, mm-hmm. Pedophile porn addict, monster like Josh Duggar, nah, he's cold, let him go, we'll see him in July. And you wonder why we need to reform our criminal justice system. I, I know this isn't popular to say, but the facts simply state it. The United States is the world's largest penal colony. We, we have 
4% of the world's population, we have 25% of the world's prison population. We run slave factories out of our private prisons. We've got three of them right here in Tennessee. But Josh Duggar, a famous piece of sick, twisted garbage, walks free. And, and by the way, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, let's not sell them you know, short. They're insane in their own right. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think what has happened here, though, is the Internet, the World Wide Web, uh, has created a pervert culture. And this culture has been around forever. The Internet simply made it easier for sick people to get their fix. Now, obviously, religion didn't fix Josh's problem. (laughs) Going to church didn't fix it. It exacerbated, if anything, because his poor wife, due to their religion, is is essentially stuck with it. I mean, my God, can you imagine any other woman? And and for her, she's pregnant right now. With the seventh. Yes, with the seventh. But she's currently pregnant. So she finds this attractive in some. She's had, or she's 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 shoehorned into a scenario because of religion and mm-hmm. where she can't get out. So I hope the sick sob gets buried under the prison. Mm. Like I said, this culture's been around for a long time in states like the one we're in here. You could marry a thirteen-year-old at one time, and and by the way, that was never an adult woman marrying a thirteen-year-old boy. Never. It was always the grown man marrying a child. Mm-hmm. It was always in that direction. And even when you look back in early Hollywood, it was not uncommon for older male movie stars to court and bed young stars. No, Judy Garland all. got knocked up by an like executive as a teenager. 15. Yeah. So, and as recently as 1978, so it's while some of us in this room were alive, <laughs> Brooke I'm... Shields got naked in a movie at yeah, the age blue, of 12. Was it Blue Lagoon? Or... Well, it was, I'm and then the copper tone. The movie Pretty Baby. I mean, she's oh, nude right. in multiple scenes of her butt bare naked. And this wasn't some indie movie. This was a studio film released by Paramount in 1978. America still had a sick fetish over baby doll girls and the combination of the Internet. So now you don't have to run down to the party store and grab a Playboy or a penthouse. Now it's right there at your fingertips. The combination of the Internet and bubblegum stars like Britney Spears, Aguilera, and Lindsay Lohan have made it very easy for sick, disturbed monsters like Josh Duggar to get their kicks. And heck, Netflix even had a controversy this year oh, about yeah. a movie called Cuties. So mm. here's my solution for American men. Stop fantasizing about girls. Start fantasizing about women. Or other men. Of oh, pe- it start, is, start it is, 20, it is 2021. People, so, of, age, yeah, yes. people of, 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 cons- of age of consent. Yes. yes. Whatever, whatever your flavor is. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you need an example of what a woman looks like, Adam, th- that chick... Padula had on the show with you a couple weeks ago. That Sonia chick, Sonia Blade. Oh, yes. Okay. I love you guys too. Yeah. Look her up. Look her up. That's, <laughs> I'm fine with that one. But uh, Josh Duggar will see you in hell. That's yes. right. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's some local news. Okay. Okay. According to Yahoo, a bizarre incident reportedly occurred outside of Kid Rock's big honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse in Nashville hmm. when a drunk man used his colostomy bag as a weapon during an altercation with police. I told you all last week when the cop shot the dude with the butcher knife said that would not be the craziest police story no. this year. It took one week to top that. <laughs> one week. Yeah. Well, apparently the suspect was drunk and outside the restaurant blocking the emergency exit. He wouldn't leave the area, so officers had to intervene, leading to him pulling the pulling out his bag and flinging it. Please tell me he was shot. 
Okay, I approve this shooting. Okay, no contest for me, no riots, no peaceful protest. Just go ahead and shoot that dude. Well, All right? the, the article does mention that he had multiple tattoos, including at least one that appears to be, quote, linked to neo-Nazi imagery. Ah. Hmm. And I love the add-on so, of, he was drunk. Oh, he was <laughs> drunk. Okay, I didn't know that. And a drunk He poop, was on something. A drunk poop-slinging neo-Nazi. Yeah. Oh, okay, now what would a neo-Nazi tattoo look like? Now, does he have like Heil Hitler on his arm I, I, or I, Mein Kampf or is it just a swastika? I mean, it could be anything. It could be 1488. It could be what we refer to as the cracker bolts, the SS. It could be a swastika. I mean, there's there's any number of, of low-key sort of neo-Nazi okay. uh, symbolism. So rather than write this mealy mouth bull crap about it appears the suspect had some tattoo arts that could be interpreted as pro-white supremacy. Why not just say he had a swastika tattooed on his leg? Because that's not politically correct, Denny. Mm. Because you know what? They're not on headlines with Denny the Bull is what it is. Jen, I couldn't help but notice that you also have some tattoos. I have have one or two, yeah. Okay. Do you have any tattoos that could be appear to be linked to neo-Nazi imagery? I think it would take uh, quite the leap okay. to, to link those, those mm-hmm. things together. All yeah. right. What a story. Indeed. Well, you ready for some, some Biden fun? Biden time. There we go. Biden time. That's a, you know, I love that. Biden time. Mm-hmm. Whole segment. There you go. Anyway, Joe Biden held a press conference urging Americans reluctant either to get their second shot or to get the vaccine altogether to do so quickly. And even suggested that incentives for those who get the vaccine will include priority status for events like concert and sporting events. Hmm. I think we need Trump. Speaking of neo-Nazism. Yeah. I think we need Trump <laughs> to just save us. Come back. Urge Americans to get get the China flu shot. You, you don't want to get the flu. The China flu. Go get the China flu shot. You know, I swear it's all branding. You know, yeah. if, if Trump just said, if you get the, the flu shot every year... So go get the China flu shot. You know, his 75 million voters would probably just go out and get it. So you know what you got to do? You got to pay the man. Just pay the Trump family. Call Johnson Johnson. (laughs) Call the Johnson Johnson vaccine, the China flu shot. And Dunzo, just pay him. He's not going to do anything for free. But people would run out and get it. We'd be at 90% vaccination. I also don't like this idea of incentives. Like for those people that are like they don't get the vaccine, but mm-hmm. yet there's a family emergency. I have to go home. Well, our priority seating on our plane, sir, is for those who got the vaccination. It's like that just seems unfair to me. And my problem is he puts this in, and some people are like, "Yay!" and then other people are like, eh. "Like it goes to the political spectrum yeah. of both parties. Like Democratic Party is going to support it, Republicans are not going to fight. So like both sides are just going to." Again, go back to this bickering of is this a good idea though for the incentives? It's like incentive. Saying it, yeah, and you spelled it for bribe wrong. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> okay, but if Trump said, "Okay, if you go out and get the Operation Warp Speed vaccine <laughs> that I rolled out, you, my supporters, can come to a big rally in Nashville, but you have to be vaccinated to come there, and we'll have a big celebration of Operation Warp Speed." You don't think that would work? I think it would. I mean, it would, but also, made me but also with that, like he never said that. It's weird that they all just still showed up. Like nobody said <laughs> you must be vaccinated to come to this rally. Like he never said it. I, at least I don't remember hearing him said it. But if there's the idea of that, that's also kind of wrong. Like you don't promise people stuff and then break that promise. That then you got yeah. a bunch of mad Americans right now. I'm talking about if you want the results that you desire. <laughs> You want herd immunity. You want 90% of of the adult population vaccinated, let's say. You pay Trump and his family the money 
The incentive is if you go out and get the Johnson & Johnson China flu shot, you can come <laughs> to our rally in Nashville or in Texas somewhere in North Carolina where we're going to celebrate Trump's rollout of Operation Warp Speed, but you got to show your vaccination. I'm just saying, I know you're you're saying you shouldn't need incentives. Yeah. But I'm. Uh, that's not the world we're living in. And that's a th- sad thing, though. That's right now. That everybody needs something. It, it's like my daughter. When she was four years old, she still had a binky in her mouth. Like, the other one sucked her thumb. But this one would not get rid of her binky. So she's four years old, and she's got a binky in her mouth. Grandma said, if you drop the binky forever, I'll buy you this unicorn that they had at, at, at the store at Walmart. Guess what? She got rid of the binky. So she could have the unicorn. So I'm just what saying, you're saying is basically that the American populace is equivalent to a four-year-old needing to they, throw away. They their have binky. to be bribed to get a unicorn. You know what? I think it's pretty harmless. I think it's pretty. You'll get the results you want. Well, uh, you want to stick with some presidential news, sure? Or former presidential news. Sorry, uh, former President George W. Bush told the Today Show that he's frustrated with quote how much misinformation there is and the capacity of people to spread all kinds of untruth. Bush is currently touring mainstream media shows trying to help Republicans separate from Trump and rehabilitate their image. Okay, mm. Bush is not touring mainstream media as in Fox News. He is touring and being rehabilitated by liberal mainstream media news for whatever reason. So he's out dancing with Ellen now, and he's on the Today Show. The View. Shows that hated him just <laughs> 10 years ago. Why? Because of Trump. Mm-hmm. Because Trump broke everybody's brains and destroyed their memory. When Trump became president, everything became year one. Forget about what you did before or how you thought before. Now it's about one thing. Do you like Trump or not? So let me remind you, this is a man who lied us into an illegal war that killed a million people in the Middle East, including thousands of American soldiers and hundreds of thousands of civilians. Over 20,000 U.S. service members have been wounded in action in the Middle East in wars started by George W. Bush. This is a man who lit the Middle East on fire. This is a man who ordered a torture program. This is a man who began a campaign in Afghanistan that has now lasted for 20 years. And they sold this lie based on what he calls misinformation. Mm -hmm. He's the king of misinformation, Mm -hmm. WMDs. If you're too young to remember George W. Bush and the damage he did to this country, let me fill you in. George W. Bush was the president above liars like Colin Powell, like Robert Mueller, who just came out of retirement yes, the here. Mueller report, yeah. Like all those Lincoln Project phony warmongers who go on MSNBC and CNN to oppose Trump because he says mean things, because he doesn't have decorum. So George W. Bush has decorum, and he crashed the economy in 2008 so badly that America, a supposedly deeply racist country, voted for a black guy with a Muslim name to replace him. That's how big a piece of utter garbage George W. Bush was, that America was willing to vote for Obama twice. So George Bush is, by definition, a war criminal. And we're rehabilitating him now because he doesn't like Trump either. He's trying to rehabilitate the, the party itself, according to the headline anyway. So in other words, Bush is basically being uh, looked at as the messiah or the, the savior mm. of the, the, re, the Republican Party. Mm. And, he's, and he had actually mentioned on it, I read on an article saying that he um, believes and he, he said some questions about the party um, that uh, planned to start a caucus pushing for uh, Anglo-Saxon political tradition, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. But also, going back to what you're saying, he did get us into a stupid war, and it all dated back to uh, to defending his father uh, when his father was in war in the Middle East back in the early 90s. And it was all about, like, well, if I can get the job done from what my dad didn't do, 
maybe I'll be remembered great. But no, dude, you made some bad mistakes, and you were you were pretty bad as a president. I, I feel like Senior was uh, was actually kind of sort of still one foot in the White House when when Junior was in there. And and what's what's terrifying to me is that as you said, we've we've had this war that's been going on for so long. And I just saw on local news the other night where they said that apparently the Taliban is stronger than ever. So what the hell have we done? Well, our mainstream media is so loathsome, so disgusting that, like I said, they're reviving him and retelling history because he doesn't like Trump, because Trump attacked Jeb Bush in the 2015 debates. Mm -hmm. And it's just about the enemy of my enemy is a really good old boy from Texas. I'm telling you, Trump created a year one like Pol Pot in Cambodia, and that's that's very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Well, here's some good news. Okay. According to Glamour Magazine, Ben Affleck has been reportedly spending time with ex-fiance Jennifer Lopez, Benifer, as you teased oh, earlier, who recently split from her own husband, Alex Rodriguez. Affleck and Lopez split up in 2004 after starring in two films, if you can call them that, together and say they are, quote, just friends. Yeah, to correct that headline... Uh, you said two films. They're two really crappy films. Geely and what was the other one? Jersey Girl. Yeah, Jersey Girl. And it looked like Alex Rodriguez struck out on that. Oh, boom oh. goes the cannon. Oh, brother. Anybody else notice that Jennifer Lopez has to be with a famous celebrity man at all times? Like, she can't be unattached for even like a day. Um, she goes from P. Diddy. Remember P. Diddy? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. And then the next day was Mark Anthony, you know, and then Affleck. And now. You know, you know, I don't get why women like J Lo or Halle Berry or Taylor Swift—all these are all powerful, gorgeous women—why they can't keep a man for more than two years or two months or two days? Why can't they just be single and hang with their girlfriends, Jen? I well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, I I know lots of of non-famous women mm-hmm. who have the same mindset, and they do have an issue with with being unattached, if you will. And I think with with the Hollywood starlets or whatnot i think part of it is just that they are in the public eye and as a result we see a lot of their lives and think about the pressure i mean relationships are hard enough but when you got people following you with cameras and trying to see on vacation and yeah it's not the life they they are there's also some things i see in hollywood with with the with the actresses and the hollywood starlets that they're bouncing to the next big thing and the next big male star that they could be like arm in arm they're like especially if their career is kind of like at a standpoint they're like i need something to boost my career oh hold on this big hollywood action star is single i'm gonna go out with him so it's also that mentality in hollywood i think you're seeing a lot too or they're on set together and they spend a lot of time and they 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 have a lot of love scenes and things well that's what happened with brad pitt and jennifer aniston right then he was on set angelina jolie angelina jolie doing mr and mrs smith Mm -hmm. but but that's the thing i don't understand adam maybe you can explain this to me you have everything Mm mm-hmm you're Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. You have such everything. <laughs> Stop feeling needy. Quit playing the field. Settle down. When you've got it all, why can't you just embrace it? You won. Yeah. It's like when you climbed the top of Everest. You got there. You did it. Yeah. So let's just build our family. Let's be happy. Let's be content. Yeah. But out there, they never are. Yeah. Well, it's like Jen said. It's like they're in the spotlight so much and... You know, the the pressure does get to them as celebrities and everything like that. But I will agree that, you know, Jennifer and uh, Brad had such a good relationship. And just for it to be just gone, just gone, just like that. You know, they were they started out as friends. He was always there for her and everything Mm -hmm. like that. They still are friends. They still are friends, which is good. Friends with benefits. Um, Friends with benefits. Um, But uh, but yeah, no. And they built this great thing. I just don't understand how people, especially celebrities, can't do like what normal people do sometimes is 
keep a relationship and build a family. But like Jen said, it does go back to the pressure and the cameras and everything like that. What's the couple that just will never get divorced? You, you know who the I The ones who it, never get married. Yeah. <laughs> like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn? I know. I was being serious. I mean, I realized that came across as snarky, but that's exactly what I mean. But All I don't of, think they're married anymore, are they? Yeah, they've never been they've married. They've never been, been married, but no. they've been together for so they long that you uh, thought they were married. Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're together anymore. Are they? Oh, my God. Don't tell me that. No. I don't think so. I don't think uh, let's see. I don't, there's there's lots of them out there that have... have uh, I think Phoebe Cates and Kevin Klein are still together. Yeah. Well, yes. there's... Okay, Sarah And they've been together for a while, for a He's long quite time. He's quite a bit older than He's her. He's a lot older than yeah. her, but they've been together since she's... Probably since she started on Fast Times at Richmond yeah. High. Woody, yeah. Woody Allen and his, his, his daughter. His <laughs> adopted no, brother. daughter. Here's what I don't understand either is... So, I'm with yeah. an older woman. My wife's nine years older than me. Okay. So... I don't understand why nobody ever points out. It seems kind of scummy that, like Alex Trebek, mm-hmm. right? Oh, sad Alex Trebek, you know, 83 years old. I'm just making that. I have no idea yeah, how know. old he is. 83-year-old Alex Trebek, rest in peace. He's survived by his 45-year-old wife. Yeah, which, yeah. And, and that is pretty common it out is. there. Uh, with, with like Dennis Quaid, I think his wife is about thirty-five years younger than him. Yeah, we got. Uh, who's the other one? I just saw the roast of um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. His mm-hmm. wife is like way. She is nuttier than a Chinese chicken salad. <laughs> my, my, All right. thing, my thing is, I don't get how these. I, I, and I guess it's I don't know their mentality, but these older Hollywood actors that go for younger women, the, the younger oh, women it. that are just starting, I get it. I, I get mean, it. It's yeah. Like, God, she's hot and looking. <laughs> yes, me, but look, that's I've all got it money, is. But but like like you said, like I'm dating an older woman. Like my my girlfriend's yeah. eight years older than me. You know, so I'm just like I don't get it. Like you've got this this mature woman who's going to be there for you, who's going to stand. But then you want to throw it all away just because you want to get your chops off with a younger woman. That's the thing. If if my kids who are late teens, early twenties, college, you know, if I said, "Girls, I I want you to meet my new girlfriend. She's eighteen years old, but boy, she sure looks good in a bikini." <laughs> my kids would be like, "Dad, that's disgusting." Yeah, you done you gone round to, the bend. You need to stop that. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming all of these guys have also ha- heard that from their friends yeah. and family because it's Hollywood and it's mm-hmm. all manufactured and fabricated. Nobody actually says that out loud. No, but. I find it very scummy. It's disgusting, and I already have my opinions on disgusting Hollywood already. So you never there's s- only a few celebrities I like, and that's that's a select few. Yeah. Uh, you know what couple will never break up, though? Who's that? You know who's in love forever? They'll always be together. They'll never get divorced. Oh, tell me I love a good love story. Bill and Hillary. Uh, yeah, that's I think Hillary and Bill will be him. forever <laughs> together. I don't think they'll ever. She gives him a lot of slack. Yeah. Oh, he gets a yeah. lot of slack. But I bet he also gets a lot of hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, of former presidents. Yes. Uh, reviewing the decision to ban former president uh, Trump from his its platform after the January 6th protest in Washington, Facebook's Independent Oversight Board said that CEO Mark Zuckerberg must review the decision and see if Trump should be allowed to return. So Zuck is, is, get, is, is dipping his toe in the water on this one. You know they want Trump back. I mean, so does Twitter. They all of mainstream media. They need Trump. Well, wasn't he more Twitter than he was? He Facebook? was more Twitter than yeah. Facebook. But he was like a steroid they used for five years, <laughs> and now they're withering away without. Like like Barry Bonds yeah. was like two fifty a solid muscle, and now he's like down to one twenty. Twenty, yeah. yeah well, he's not taking steroids still, anymore. Right. And, you know, Trump's got a fake account. Come on, he's uh, on yeah. there. Well, <laughs> my name's Ronald Bump. Hi, I'd like to join your platform. 
So you referred to the uh, the protests. That's correct. And yes, I'm March. glad you yeah. called them protests on January 6th. That didn't slip by me because that was literally what 99% of it was. The other, the other 1%, the few hundred that broke into the building with amazing ease, by the way, they were just a bunch of fools and looters, uh, directionless idiots, but they didn't know what they do when they got in. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like a dog that caught the mail truck. They had no <laughs> idea what to do other than like grab stuff off Pelosi's well, desk. But the media has called it a, a quote insurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, in fact, Biden said in an address lately that it was the greatest attack on democracy since the Civil War. Apparently, old Joe forgot Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and <laughs> a couple of assassinations. And he forgot a couple of things in there. Oh, Joe, you what know. is you doing? Apparently, this protest where people couldn't believe how easily they got into the building was somehow an insurrection. Insurrection is usually an attempt to overthrow the government. Yeah. But in this case, there was not a shot fired by the opposition. It uh, wasn't much of a revolt. And the only casualties, I believe, was a Trump supporter and one cop who had a health problem. They, they said something about a fire extinguisher. He got beat up by a fire extinguisher. But he actually had a, a health problem. And with the excitement, that's what, actually what he What about for. the veteran, the, the, the I think lady. that's what it was. It was the, it was the army. Right, she was the yeah, casualty. she was the she casualty. Was okay. And okay. then another, yeah, the, I think mm-hmm. she was a former army ranger. I don't I recall. Think. I don't remember. But, yeah, she did serve. And she was shot. And then an officer okay. were the two casualties. So, yeah, uh, he incited this mob to get really rowdy okay he, he was banned from social media and impeached by the house okay that's fine now don't get me wrong there were some very ugly images on january 6th i'm not downplaying that sure the people involved were jackasses who trespassed and vandalized they were not soldiers that's for sure they just wanted photo ops and steals you know steal stuff like podiums and in the end that's all they got but the response is to take away Trump's First Amendment right to free speech and be heard. And the fact that a former sitting, uh, I guess that's contradictory, a former president (laughs) of the United States with millions and millions of followers is no longer able to talk to the American public, uh, that's wrong. That's wrong in my opinion. And I think it's also bad on Zuckerberg for, for doing that, especially like, I'm sorry, if he's too busy playing the next iteration of data, from start that, mm-hmm. but you got to move along to people that want to be on a platform to speak their mind and everything like that. You just can't take that away from them, mm-hmm. and that's another thing I have an issue sometimes with big tech. Like I was scared to get back on Facebook, and I did, but I, I don't post much on there because mm-hmm. I don't know if someone's watching me. If I say something wrong, oh, I'm banned for saying something stupid. And they'll ban you for for something you posted four or five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, so it's it's out of control, absolutely out of control. So. Um, Back out to, to good old, speaking about a control. <laughs> I'm loving these segues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So California gubernatorial candidate and Olympic legend Caitlin Nay Bruce Jenner <laughs> gave an interview to Fox News' Sean Hannity in which she bemoaned the fact that things are going so badly in her home state of California. Things are so bad that neighboring airport hangar owners are closing up their hangars and are moving to other states. Why the mass exodus of billionaires with their own private jets? Jenner claims it's because of all the homeless people all over the Los Angeles area. By the way, Jenner gave this interview from her own airplane hangar, as in a hangar that houses her airplanes. And here I thought Caitlin was out of touch. Uh, hmm. I was team Caitlin after her, her thing last week with the sports, and I was like, you know, you go, girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where on God's green earth did Caitlin Jenner get the money to buy an airplane hangar? The, the, Kardashians. the Kardashians. This is all the Kardashian money. <laughs> Mar- Mary, marrying Chris Jenner, <laughs> marrying you know, into that family. I don't get it. How do the Kardashians, 
without a morsel of talent that I, at least that I've ever seen without a molecule of talent. How can they That's do not this? True. Kim had that well, wonderful uh, independent film. Film. Yes. Yeah. With. Uh, <laughs> but also, I think uh, Caitlin was still collecting uh, residuals, residuals from uh, Wheaties for this, for centuries. And, and look, look at all that different. I mean, Olympic medalist. Medalist. Former, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's. Who yeah. Knows? Kim did a film with somebody known as Brandy's brother. He's so famous, <laughs> he's known as Brandy's brother. Yeah, from, that guy. <laughs> so from what I've His real read... His name's Raymond, but it's okay. From what I've read on social media platforms, uh, this was not a particularly good interview for Caitlin, who's no. presumably running as a Republican against Gavin Newsom in this runoff. Didn't go well, not only because she was focused on first-world problems like airplane hangar owners <laughs> moving from L.A. to Arizona, because she said a lot of... She likes a lot of illegal immigrants, and she likes a lot of progressive policies, a la Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. which is about as bad as having a Republican say that they really admire Hillary. <laughs> I really admire her spunk. Yeah. I mean, telling Hannity that you feel bad for illegals and that you agree with Bernie is basically the end of your campaign. Yeah. Well, it's just very tone deaf, you know? I yeah. Mean, it's just very... Yeah. Extremely. But, but Not a did, good look. But you did hit it on the nose about the, the homeless situation in California. I mean, that is an issue. You know, we mm. need... You know, I think there there needs to be that investment and in more shelters for these people and more, more opportunities for workforce opportunities for these people. Because, you know, I have friends who live out in California, but they've been saying, we're moving out soon. Because yeah. it's just getting worse with both the homeless and the laws and all this stuff. I said, but, but you're hitting it on the nose is that those people still need help but yes they are not really helping with the environment what you want to live like no, out there, they're, they're so. trying to they're trying to get rid of them essentially yes. and, and and brush them under the rug by mm -hmm. putting in these no sleep what they call them the no sleep benches where mm -hmm. you have to put a quarter in and after so much time the the spike comes up and oh, I mean they're, they're, sakes. I think it's, I saw I think I really saw horrible. that in a Eli Roth movie yeah, somewhere. No, it's, yeah. it's really a thing and it's bad. Yeah. Uh my advice to Caitlin is don't quit your day job, whatever that is. Exactly. Well let's bring it back local. All right. According to Clarksville now, First Street is going to close between college and Maine for wait for it, a year. <sighs> a year. First Street and College and Maine. Um, as construction increases on the multi purpose event center downtown the project, expected to be completed by 2022, will cost an estimated $115 million. So we're getting a new theater, a new event center, yeah. new neighborhoods, new factories, and we still have one place to go to get your driver's license. <laughs> yeah. One DMV the size of a Waffle House. And they're going to close that tiny little area for a whole year, year. which you know in, in Clarksville code means like five years. I'll tell you what, I'll trade you one theater and one event center for another post office and another DMV. <laughs> Amen. And here's my thing with that is to, uh, someone, I saw this on a comment in a group on Facebook saying someone, need, we need to do more work on Riverside because you got the nice little river walk yeah. there with the river. There's so much potential on that other side of the road for little shops, little diners and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think back to uh, when you're driving to Vanderbilt Medical Center and you exit off there and you're turning and you're doing that little curve going towards there, there's like little pizza shops, little restaurants, there's yeah. hotels there. And yeah. it's like, that's what we need to work on because that that's what people are going to see. They're like, oh, a beautiful river. But then they look over here and they're like, eh, there's like dead area over here. And big so, lots. And big lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I maybe love that place worried. though. I do too. They're worried about the flooding, maybe the insurance. Yeah. Costs, you know, I thought the same. I bet the insurance premiums are ridiculous down there. But wouldn't it be cool if we had like a ferry? I'm talking about the, a boat. <laughs> a ferry 
who went shore to shore across the that river. Went. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and then you could have shops on both sides of the shore, right? Yeah. Really make it a college town. town that would be know. neat. A ferry yeah. would Although be neat. the downtown is growing, there's no question about it. I'm it just is. worried about where I'm going to park. Well, the Commons but, area is really beautiful. I love the Commons area. Here, here's the thing. Here in Clarksville, for those of you who don't live here, when you go to get a driver's license, pack a suitcase, take two meals, you're going to need it. I, I actually, this is no lie, I had a 40th birthday party at the DMV on Dunbar Gate Road. When I filled out my paperwork, I was 39, and by the time they called my ticket, I was 40. Okay, did you do it like, you know, were you born at like, I don't know, 352 and you got yeah. your license? Okay, yeah, I see. I figured as much. Well, let's keep it local. So we have our, our own congressman, U.S. Representative Mark Green, and he was the recipient of a flurry of profane tweets from Stewart County Mayor Robin Brandon recently, first over the funding of LBL, which land between the lakes, by the U.S. Forestry Service, and then after Green voted to override former President Donald Trump's veto of the National Defense Act, or NDAA. As I recall, Trump vetoed the NDAA because of something involving Section 230, mm -hmm. which protects social media platforms by not considering them publishers. Yeah, so they're not liable exactly. for the content. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just platforms, so they can't be sued. Like a, like a bookstore can't be sued for selling Mein Kampf yeah. I feel or you. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he once tweeted, quote, uh, and, and nobody yell at me. This is actually a quote from the, from the headline. You and your A-hat congressman stay the F out of Stewart County because if you don't, I will show up everywhere you show your face just to shout you down and remind people how you betrayed our president. You F-sticks don't get it, but you will. You think I'm rude and crude? You'll wish for the days of rude and crude. F-sticks? Why would he call them fish sticks? Fish sticks. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like Robin has rage issues. Yeah. And a significant That's... potty mouth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, first of all, not appropriate. That's too no. hostile. We don't condone that here. No. Well, much. Uh, you may not agree with Representative Mark Green, but you have to respect his position, respect his background. He's got credentials that are pretty impressive. And not to mention, I really feel bad for Mark Green. He has to go to work every single day and listen to Nancy Pelosi, AOC, and Maxine Waters. Waters. My God, what a nightmare. We should yeah. be saying Dr. Mark Green. If we, ah, yes. So I didn't, we, I'm just reading the headline. I didn't mean to offend you, Dr. Green. It should be Dr. Mark Green. I got to say about Mark Green, I followed him. I, I ran for politics a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was giving a speech. It was out in Cunningham at this big annual picnic. Okay. And Mark Green was on stage right before me. And he really got the crowd going. And one of the things he talked about a lot was the 400,000 new jobs we've gotten since I've been your state senator. And again, I was kind of off in the wings standing with him before he went on. And so he gets off. He gets five minutes. I get up. It's my turn for five minutes. <laughs> you got to follow that. Yeah. And I've got to follow him. <laughs> and I started. And again, I had a script of mm -hmm. what I was going to say. Yeah. Went off script. And I said, all right, let's thank. Dr. Mark Green, our state senator, for those 399,000 minimum wage jobs. Who's oh. with me? Let's thank Mark Green for all those minimum wage jobs. Boo hiss. And I saw him <laughs> off going like this. You know. yeah. And so after the event, he came up and shook my hand and said, you had the second best speech. That's awesome. Wow. Today. That's, so that's he, a hell of a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 was, he was pretty cool to me. He, yeah. he is actually a very, very, very down to earth. He's very an nice impressive guy. person. He's, I've met, I've worked I, in some politics. I'd hate to run against I've him. I've unfortunately not met him yet. So, but he's, he's a cool I've read guy. about him. I've heard he's really laid back, really cool. Well, speaking of, uh, of, of freedom of press, and uh, we'll keep it political here for a second. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Everyone's favorite topic. Mm -hmm. So Vice President Kamala Harris sent out a tweet on Monday celebrating World Press Freedom Day. Warning that freedom of the press is, quote, critical 
to democracy. How mm-hmm. ironic. Right? That, <laughs> irony that is that ironic, statement. considering the United States government is trying to extradite Julian Assange and lock him up, not even an American citizen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an Australian citizen and a publisher of WikiLeaks, uh, trying to lock him up for 175 years mm-hmm. for, for content. Mm-hmm. 175 years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Julian Assange was the one who revealed in 2016 through WikiLeaks that the Clinton campaign was actually running the DNC. Yeah. But before that, if you're too young to remember, Jen, uh, back in 2010, (laughs) there was a soldier named Bradley Manning who became Chelsea Manning, Mm -hmm. who gave uh, Afghani war logs to WikiLeaks, Mm -hmm. to Assange, and Assange published them. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what you got to remember, too. Let me back up even further. Okay. Back in the W. Bush era, he was a hero of the left. Oh, sure. Because he was talking, you know, showing bad stuff about the Bush administration. So the left loved him. Yeah. But then after Obama was president in 2010, he publishes what Chelsea Manning gave him. Then it was like, okay, uh, let's drone this dude. (laughs) Right. And so Hillary wanted to take him out. Yeah. Uh, He revealed that Hillary was behind everything in Libya which turned that into a basically a, a failed state with an open slave market. But anyway, yeah, he just revealed all of the corruption going on in the DNC and with the Democratic yeah. Party. And so he was in hiding in an embassy for years. I remember that. Then they dragged him out of it. And now he's on some kind of sham trial in England. And yeah, he's going to be locked up forever. So when Kamala Harris tells you that she's really into press freedom, she's lying. Yeah. <laughs> she's into freedom for liberal heroes like Jim Acosta. She's not in it for anything on Fox News, and she's certainly not in it for independent media like us. us. Absolutely yeah. not. Never. Well, uh, Sam Johnson, CEO of Visual, that's cute, isn't it? Visual. Ooh, I like Get that. It? Yeah. In Nashville, was fired immediately after accusations that he made homophobic comments toward a boy wearing a prom dress which were captured and put online by the boys' uh, partner, Jacob Geitman. Mm. And, you know, I watched some of this video. Did you? And I actually didn't hear him say anything. I heard the person filming the video did all the talking, like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend looks disgusting. Doesn't he look horrible? Really? And, yeah, this is a bad situation all around. This guy's trying to go to dinner with his family and have a nice dinner, pays a lot of money for it. But while they're there, he see he uh, there's a prom. And this is a young gay couple, mm-hmm. 18, 19 years old. And the one boy is wearing a dress. Now, the first indication that this is not legit, that they're just trying to get attention, is that this was not a Ill, this was an ill-fitting dress. Mm-hmm. This dress did not fit this young man. So this was not couture. This no. was, it, okay. okay, let's say I was What's Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> okay. Wasn't Louis Vuitton. Let's, let's give some credit to Caitlyn Jenner. All right, okay. all right. Caitlyn Jenner may wear dresses, but Caitlyn Jenner it's wears fabulous. fitting fitted dresses it covers all right (laughs) right and this boy was wearing basically a costume so he probably he probably lost a bet he was treating it like it was halloween it it was just a costume it was just for show just to draw attention to himself so this cat walks over to him says hey what are you what are you guys up to you know what's going on here and so it's explained to him uh rudely that hey we're a couple so (laughs) you don't you don't like my boyfriend's dress and he's like no i just want you to pipe down Right. So, so this is Sam Johnson, the CEO yes. of yes. Visual. And yeah, he's saying, hey, why don't you guys quiet down because I'm here with my family. family. And you guys okay, are well. being a little loud and obnoxious. Yes. You know, you paid, I paid. Why don't we respect each other? Right. But see, the boy whipped his phone out and started filming this guy. Oh, boy. 
so we never saw him being rude. We only saw the boys being rude. And that's another thing with this being blown out of proportion when you don't get the full story. Like, by all means, live the life you want to. But when you're being rude in a public setting and people are asking you, hey, can you kind of keep the noise down? I'm just trying to enjoy it. And then you want to blow it all out of proportion, play victim, yeah. and then record it. That's another thing. I hate when people pull out their phones and start recording everything when you should be dealing with the situation. True. But yeah. that's the society we're living in yeah. today. So, And sometimes it's smart. And sometimes it's smart. It. Yeah. But only in I think I think it's only smart in situations where if if you're not playing the victim um, purposely, like I feel That's like true. this this people these this couple was doing was mm-hmm. they were playing the victim purposely. Right. If you're getting victimized and being attacked, then by all means, pull your phone out and be like, "This is evidence." So if you hit me right now, I've got it on camera. Well, and if you're showing your butt out in public, public, yeah, in a, in a public restaurant. And and someone politely comes up and says, "Hey guys, come on, you yeah. know, please, please." Yeah. It is it isn't about it isn't about the LGBTQ community. No. You're you're making it about that, yes, and you're right. blowing it like you said, out of yeah. way out of proportion. Yeah. Right. The kid just wanted to get something he could put on TikTok and mm-hmm. get attention to himself, which hey, mission accomplished. And get them likes. But mm-hmm. I I thought that it was wrong that this guy got fired for it. Oh yeah. Just from what yeah. I've seen, I thought it was an overreaction. I I, I totally agree. Well, we got one more. All right. One more headline. Okay. So uh, we got Legendary Films, the studio behind Godzilla versus Kong and many, many big franchises, is rebooting a cult classic. And I'm so excited. All right. Faces of Death was Ooh. a VHS behemoth in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. You couldn't keep it on the shelf. No. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. It was great stuff. So anyway, it's being rebooted, and the new plot revolves around a YouTube moderator whose job it is to weed out offensive and violent content. But then she stumbles across a group that is recreating murders from the original film. Oh, that's you were kind gonna... of like a, um, a final. What is it? Final destination Nation kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. I do yeah. too. I thought you were going to say she stumbles upon a peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, and realizes an insurrection. It's an insurrection. <laughs> it's an overthrow of the federal government. Uh, full disclosure: I, I could not watch that film. Really? Even though I worked mm. at a video store three years and I walked past that box like a hundred times a day. Couldn't watch it. I just couldn't stomach it because it looked real. I, it well, I, I think that's all it looked was. real. I mean, they are. It does. It does. And I watch uh, this documentary. I, I'm a big fan of Shutter TV, mm-hmm. uh, not sponsored, but um, <laughs> Shutter TV does this show, this this documentary called In Search of Darkness, where they talk about 80s yes. horror movies. Yes. And then the second part, they talk about. Um, Cannibal Holocaust, but they mentioned Faces of Death. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I watched both of those. And as a young kid, I honestly thought Faces of Death was real. I thought it was but real. But then too. you watch the scene where they do like the human sacrifice and the camera, and you're like, who's filming it? It can't be real. <laughs> Someone's filming that. And no one reported this to the law enforcement. Yeah. My brother but made me watch it. it when I was my daughter's age. So I was like 10 or 11, and he's like, let's watch this movie. And I'm like, you know, watching it like this. But uh, I, I honestly thought it was real as well. Yeah. I'm I've never you. been a big fan of gore. That's that's why I, I like that. like even Texas Chainsaw or Halloween the the first mm-hmm. movies really weren't that bloody they're very suspenseful I kind of like that I, I don't yeah. like seeing all the blood guts and gore Jen I just don't have the heart for that to me the it's 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 two different vibes I prefer a good psychological yes. type thriller mm-hmm. where you got to really think about it Nightmare like, on Elm Street oh yes oh my best god best series ever that's why I got a tattoo no on my you leg. didn't <laughs> wow. um, 
But no, I mean, I you know, a gory film has its place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just wanting to just be like, Bleh. but um, no, I, I agree with you, Denny. I, I I prefer the the ones with a plot. Yeah. But Perfect. remakes. I mean, that's another thing. A lot of remakes coming out. You know, and yeah, there's some movies there that are. need to be remade because they're just out of touch right now with 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 the the day and age we're in. I agree. But also, there's some that should never be touched. Like, I'm sorry, you should never remake The Goonies. That is a downright classic. You should never remake Beetlejuice because I don't think anyone can outdo Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice. <laughs> I know Tim Burton. I mean, Tim Burton might, but I mean, but like I said, reboots are great, and horror movies are a great example of can we reboot reboot a horror movie? And yes, you can. There's been tons of examples. You know, yeah. like you just said, they're doing the V or the Faces of Death. Uh, you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out. You have Nightmare on Elm Street coming out had come out in 2010. You got all these Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. Well, that mean, was that, less that of was a reboot and yeah, more 2010's of a, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Haley, which by the way, he's a fantastic actor. I Loved him at Warshack <laughs> in Watchmen, mm-hmm. but he played Freddy Krueger and he just didn't have the same thing as Robert England. Yeah. Yeah. But you see all these remakes coming out in Hollywood. But what I like are I like more sequels being made than remakes. Because listen, I know a remake, you're like, oh, because then people watch it. Not a lot of people go back and watch the original. No. They'll watch the remake, but like, it was okay. Prequels are cool too. Yes. Like, I love the origin story type. Like, what kind of, I mean, I don't appreciate what the way that they did it with the, uh, the Hannibal Lecter gig. Because yeah. I just didn't think that it was a great movie, mm-hmm. but I I always like seeing the origin story, mm-hmm. like uh, like like Rob Zombie did, for mm-hmm. example, with Halloween with uh, with Mike with Michael Myers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is that all the headlines we got for? That's today? all the headlines we've got. Yeah. All right. We killed it. Adam, I, there's one thing that was bothering me after last week's show. Yeah. There's one thing I didn't ask you. Oh, I want to ask yeah. you today. Go ahead. Who is the nicest celebrity you've ever met? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Because I've met so many nice celebrities. Yeah. I grew up on horror movies, so I've gone to horror conventions. I said horror, not the other one you thought. Yes. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. But, no, I used to go to those conventions, and I mm-hmm. met a lot of great actors. Uh, I mean, I met Robert England. He was a sweetheart. Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead. Great, great sweetheart. I met a lot of celebrities. I mean, um, Bill Love used to play for the Bulls uh, back in the early days. He was the nicest guy that I ever met. You know, I met so many good celebrities. But I think the the nicest celebrity I met, and he remembered me a year later at another convention, wow. was Kane Hodder, who played Jason Voorhees. Wow. He looked at me. He goes, "I think I met you last year." And I go, "Did you?" He goes, "Yeah, I had a beer with you last That's year." And I way go, cool. "Okay," and we had another beer. So he might have been one of the nicest celebrities huh. I've ever met. Jen? You're not going to believe it when I tell you. Okay. The nicest, hands down. Don't say Joe Padula. <laughs> you said celebrity. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. Marilyn Manson. Really? Really? Yes. Marilyn Manson has got to be one of the nicest, most polite, intelligent, coolest people I have ever had the pleasure. And, and we sat, um, my, my ex was a death metal drummer, blah, blah, blah. But so we sat back there for a good hour and... Um, he and I must have talked for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and he's just a very nice guy, very normal yeah. guy. Okay. The coolest, sports players are the biggest jerks. Coolest celebrity I've ever met, and I didn't say they had to be A-list, but the coolest <laughs> celebrity I've ever met was Carrot Top. No way. Nuh-uh. Carrot Top. He, you know he's from my hometown. Really? Winter Park, Florida, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has yeah. this huge pink mansion. He, well, here's the thing. He's, <laughs> he's vertically challenged. Is he, he? Yeah, he's actually pretty short. Uh-uh. And I mean, now. granted, I'm six yeah. four, so I mean, he might have been like you know six six foot, <laughs> but uh, to me, he he was short. And we went to see him do one of his shows. So he's been in Vegas for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. years now. But no, he came out to Detroit and did a show. And after the show, we're going to our car and we see a little line of like six people in the back <laughs> of the venue, right? And then we see the bus. And we're like, hey, I wonder if they're going to go see Carrot Top. Hey, yeah. let's go see him. So we go get in this line. 
his manager comes out and says, "Hey, just give Scott a minute. He'll be, you know, he'll be ready." <laughs> Called like, first name. Like, That's well, crazy. Scott. Okay. <laughs> Finally, opens the door. So here's Carrot Top back there. He says, "Hey, everybody, come on in. We're having some pizza." So like the six of us just walk in to his little dressing area here, yeah. you know, and he's like, "Hey, just call me Scott." He's like, "All right." I'm like, "I can't, bro. I can't." And he was like, "Here, here you want? I got Milo's. I got pepperoni and all that." And he just talked to us for like 15 minutes, like we were family. That's awesome. Totally awesome. I mean, I think I feel like you get like most of like the like comedian type people are really laid back and really cool. Like, because I met um um Burn us. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, George Burns. No, not George Burns. Burn. The celebrity. Um, I keep forgetting. It. But I met so many comedians. Mm. You know, I've met. Um, um, uh, uh, God, I keep forgetting. It left a lasting impact. <laughs> but I met so Obviously. many good comedians that were really, really cool people, and you know they're just laid me? back. You know, have you ever met Fuzzy, Gabriel Iglesias? Yeah, uh, uh-uh. No, I have not. I was gonna say if you've ever met I, that, I, I would love to meet him. Yeah. He seems like just the. Well, there's chillest. another question: Which celebrity would you like yeah, to meet? Okay, so with mine obviously is uh, Gabriel Iglesias, aka Fuzzy. Denny, this is your show. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to meet Amy Adams. Ooh. I would like to get to know Amy Adams extremely well. I bet you would. Yes, she, she could be your Lois Lane. You could mm-hmm. be her Superman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my dream celebrity, and this is far anyone from Marvel. I, I love those. Uh, you know, um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Any of them. Most <laughs> mostly Chris Pratt because. I follow Chris Pratt on social media, uh, on Facebook, but also I follow all his stuff. But also, Ryan Reynolds would be a great yes, person. Yes, Ryan and Blake Lively, his wife. Yes. They would be, they seem They seem very cool. All right, so those have been the headlines for this week. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to remind all of our viewers, first of all, thank you for tuning in. We live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom. And, of course, we have a left that believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And we may never agree on those two topics. But you know what? We can agree on about 98% of the other ones. So let's agree this week that Wonder Woman could beat the tar out of Captain Marvel. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Let's agree that Jets Pizza is winning the pizza war. Mm-hmm. Let's agree that Josh Duggar is going to hell. Absolutely. He's not passing go. He's not collecting $200. He's going straight to hell. Let's agree that Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars film Agreed. of all time. No count. And let's agree there's nothing sexier than a woman who likes to mow the lawn. <laughs> if you like cutting grass, I don't care how old, how big, how small, you are a very sexy woman in my Give opinion. me a zero turn and I'll turn into your supermodel. So let's agree on, <laughs> on all these things and we'll disagree on just a couple. All right, so please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel. Please share it across all of your social media. And any final thoughts, Jen? No, again, I just want to say it's been a great time. I, I hope everyone enjoys the show. Thank you so much again to Joe Padula for being here and, and, and doing all this for us. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Adam, any final thoughts? Uh, other than what Jen just said, great to be back. I love doing this every week. And uh, it is Sunday, uh, May 9th. So happy Mother's Day oh my to gosh, all yes, the mothers out Mother's there. Day, yeah. uh, so, But again, and Denny, you're doing a, an awesome job hosting a show like this, man. Definitely. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. And until next time, this has been Headlines with... Denny the Bull.